I think product design's in a, like, a really unique place right now where it's not well-defined in terms of like, what you need to be a product designer. Hello, welcome to Product Brunch. We're two aspiring women in tech looking to help people like us gain industry knowledge in the product world. Now go make some matcha and join us for a quick brunch. Hi everyone. Today we're very excited to have Daniel Yang, one of my product designer friends who is an incoming product designer at Coinbase to join us at Product Brunch. Welcome, Daniel. Hi, yeah. Thanks for having me. Welcome. Excited to be here. Awesome. Could you give a brief summary of your career in tech? How did you become interested in product design and what made you fall in love with this area and decided to do so many internship experiences in it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. I've always sort of been like into design and like art and all of that. So I started off actually like being really interested in like visual arts, but um, kind of going into university, I personally didn't think that it was going to be too viable of a career to do um, specifically like visual arts, like graphic design, and it didn't really interest me after a while. And so I chose more to actually pursue sort of like something in STEM. And so actually I study computer science and finance at Waterloo, but kind of like the quintessential experience is like you first do a hackathon. And so at my first hackathon, that's kind of where I discovered product design and I learned about it being like a viable field in tech and sort of how it really melded all of my interests in sort of like art, design, product strategy, and even like the technical aspects of it, of collaborating with like engineers and, and kind of working together to actually implement the product that you design. Yeah, so like I mentioned, uh, kind of what I really love about it these days is sort of the collaboration aspect of it where um, I get to kind of touch base with a lot of different disciplines and then kind of see and translate my designs, usually design for like the user and sort of then work with engineering and product to help them come to life. Awesome. That sounds really exciting. I'm so glad that you were able to come into contact with product design in college and then fall in love with it. We saw that you had a lot of internship experience at a variety of different companies. How do you think these experiences shaped what you looked for in a full-time work? The reason that why I have so many internship experiences is because at Waterloo, um, we have like a co-op program. And so we do uh, six internships in order wow. to graduate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Luckily, I was able to uh, land a product design role early on. And so that just kind of snowballed where it's like they say, it's like the first one is really the hardest one to land. And I initially got started uh, doing product design at Shopify. And that's really where I got my first experience in like seeing like what product design really is at like a large org and how it works at scale and sort of yeah, like all of these experiences uh, taught me a lot, specifically in terms of like the mentorship aspect. I think that's what I really enjoy the most. And as well, like the collaboration that goes into it, where I've fortunately been able to have like really great mentors uh, at all these companies along the road. And they really helped shape who I am, honestly, in terms of like teaching me the ropes and as well just teaching me like how to be a good person, how to work within a culture, how to kind of manage like cross-functional relationships. And ultimately in the end, how I really decided upon kind of like the opportunities that were available to me were based on sort of my experiences at the company in terms of um, how well I worked with uh, my mentor and managers uh, in terms of like if they supported me or not in terms of like they supported 
my growth uh, in terms of like my hard skills and as well kind of my aspirations to uh, kind of grow uh, more as like a holistic designer of like being able to drive forward product vision, things like that, one part. And then another part uh, really was what I really looked for was how healthy like cross collaboration was between engineering, product and design really got together and worked together rather than sort of like it being really siloed of like one person doing one thing and then it just gets handed off. I think I really thrive in an environment where everyone's constantly like in sync. And so that's how I sort of decided and on kind of ultimately joining Coinbase based on like the positive experience I had last summer. Yeah, I totally agree with um, your point on the cross-functional relationship. I feel like at different companies, there are designers who do just hand off work. And there are also designers who actually have a seat at the table and, you know, contribute to quarterly planning or affecting the product roadmap. So it's really exciting to hear that Coinbase has offered you that and you're stoked to join the team. And I guess another question along those lines is, what did you learn from your internships about being a product designer that surprised you? Like how people are excited about their work and et cetera. Mm -hmm. I think one thing that was really surprising to me was sort of kind of like the diversity of people that you meet, where I think product design's in like a really unique place right now where it's not well-defined in terms of like what you need to be a product designer. And so it was really interesting meeting like so many people from diverse educational backgrounds, even diverse work experiences where you meet a lot of people that previously were not product designers, them then later transitioning towards that. And then sort of like branching off from that, what really surprised me is sort of like the diversity of kind of perspective and thought in terms of design, where working within design, you sort of have your own biases on like what things should look like and sort of imagining all the different kind of flows for a product. And once you start working within like a larger org, I found it to be really interesting in being able to collaborate with all these unique perspectives and them bringing on kind of things that you really never thought about, whether it be like edge cases or a specific uh, user type that might not work well with the flows you design. All of that was super really excited me where just thinking about all these different permutations of what the product could look like and then having all this input and thought from such a diverse background of people. Yeah, that sounds like really interesting insights that you gained from your internship experiences. And based off of your experiences and your different internships, what mistakes should you avoid in an internship to maximize your chances of getting a return offer? Um, what actions should you take to improve your chances and how should you navigate the workplace as an intern? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. I think sort of like the biggest mistake, um, and I was also just taught this early on, was not being vocal about what you want like immediately going into the internship. Yeah, like a lot of people as an intern, you're kind of like a little more shy, especially if it's your first internship. You don't really know how to navigate the workplace. And I think then it's part of the company. If it's a really good company and you have a really good like foundation and mentorship team around you, they should be encouraging you to kind of like speak up about like what you want in terms of like going in, what do you want to learn? What do you want to gain out of this internship? You should have the confidence and to become a successful like intern slash becoming and then converting to like a new grad or like being a return intern. What's helped me the most is sort of like vocalizing, oh, I want to learn X, Y, Z out of this internship. I think I'm like strong here. I think I'm weak there. This is sort of like how I want to improve upon these areas as well. I don't think you should be afraid to like vocalize your career goals where you can be able to say and if it's a good workplace they should support you in saying oh i want to 
return here possibly or uh, after this internship I'm hoping for a full-time offer and being able to like vocalize and talk about sort of like your goals coming into the internship really early on helps both like you and your manager or your mentor or your teammates sort of like structure the whole internship around supporting those goals and you can have like actionable um, goals and sort of like a roadmap and milestones on like really how to achieve all of these things that you set out in the beginning. Yeah, that's awesome. I was wondering if you could elaborate a little bit more about setting goals and kind of how did you do that and what thought process you went through to do that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so personally for me, I think I'm goal-oriented and in a sense like career-driven. And so how I really set up goals, my past like mentors or managers is going in, um, talk about uh, like where specifically for product design where I think that I'm most weak at in terms of like the pillar and so for me personally it has really been uh, visual design I think I talk about that a lot of like oh I want to be able to like flex my visual design skills and kind of improve upon it in doing so we might collaborate back and forth in terms of like what sort of project I might be put on that involve a bit more visual design or sort of like teammates that I might kind of encounter that could help me collaborate and become a better visual designer. And so I think at Coinbase, I had a lot of work dealing with like logos uh, specifically and sort of like small icons and sometimes even working with like uh, larger illustrations within the product because I voiced that. And ultimately I was able to kind of work with um, the design systems team Uh, specifically like the illustrations team subset within the design systems and so I got to learn a lot more about like visual design and improve upon that after my internship and I think beyond that it's good to sort of like set up I think it's like standard these days like weekly check-ins with your manager seeing sort of like how you're progressing in terms of those goals and having all of this like written down in sort of like a google docs is like super helpful in being able to like track your progress of like oh last week I was doing this felt like I improved quite a bit and then maybe this week we slow down a bit and I don't think I improved as much but hopefully can then set the goals of like oh next week in order to catch up maybe on the progress that I didn't make last week we could do this more things like that yeah I think it's really important to set early milestones during your internship that set you up for success And I totally agree on, you know, being identifying the different archetype of designer you are. It's very critical to measure weaknesses and strengths. Personally, I think I'm like the opposite. I think I lack product strategy skills, whereas I'm more strong in um, visual design. So it's interesting to see how people map out on that spectrum. And I guess another follow-up question on that is you've done a lot of internships in different industries. What have been your favorite industry and how have you navigated through internships that have different industries, but, you know, in consecutive months or things like that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. I think I'm a little biased where I really am sort of into like finance and technology and all of that. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, like I really loved the experience that I had at Coinbase since it basically hit the uh, kind of hit the mark on like exactly what, what I was interested in. It was super interesting seeing like all of these different minds come from like all these facets of like uh, we have we had a lot of people um, from like traditional finance uh, companies at Coinbase, but at the same time from like big tech and as well um, those that were just like crypto natives and they were really into crypto and just like being able to learn from all these people I found was like super interesting to me. I think there's like we have a Slack channel and they talk about crypto all the time and there's like really sorts of like interesting resources within that and I found it was super helpful in 
helping me get started to learn about crypto. And then regarding like all the other industries. So I did start off mostly in sort of like the e-commerce slash retail space at like Shopify and like Square. And although uh, they weren't like my first choice in terms of like what I'm super interested in and like being finance, I think in the end, I was still able to sort of find what I really enjoyed about them. And I think with Shopify and with Square, I found it really sort of like noble in that their missions empowering small business owners or like uh, the mom and pop shop down the road, right? Yeah. I usually like try and pick something that really resonates with me at that particular company or like within that particular industry. And I think that really helps to be my North star in terms of like what I'm designing and what I'm driving towards. And then touching upon like context switching. Yeah, it's definitely hard, I think, especially when uh, you have to do like so many internships. <laughs> Firstly, it's also to like, just like mentally uh, refresh your mind in terms of like, I think I'm a bit lucky still where I have like this four month gap between like my internships where I'm doing school. And so I'm not thinking about Shopify during those four months. I'm thinking about school. And so I get sort of like this refresh period. And at the same time, what's helped me is to like mentally go in and like understand that I'm completely new to this specific industry. And an example would be when I was working at Datadog where I had like no clue about like dev tools or any of that. It really helped me to come in with like a fresh mind and open perspective on like being open to learn everything that there is and knowing that like I probably know the least out of like everyone on my team and there's a lot to learn from them. So I think that's helped me a lot in context switching. But at the same time, I think it's super useful to also bring past context that you have to uh, new industries. And so for Datadog, I remember sort of like bringing the knowledge and experience I had within e-commerce and retail where it's consumer and super a lot more simplified in terms of like user experiences bringing sort of like the ideas and the designs that I had from that space into dev tools at Datadog which is known to be like super complex and for like really technical people using that knowledge and being able to like simplify uh, the product was like super helpful for me personally awesome I love how you talked about refreshing your mind after internships and being able to focus sometimes on only school and only on work. And you definitely have a lot of recruiting experiences. So we wanted to ask you what you think can catch the eye of recruiters in a portfolio. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are starting to catch on again, where um, there was a time I think a lot of people were focused on like, have a great case study, have a great UX on like your process and everything. And Although I think that's super like important still, I think the number one thing really is like the visual design of your like portfolio website or your portfolio slide deck or anything. And like at the end of the day, we are super like visual focused uh, creatures, I think. And recruiters and as well sort of like uh, the hiring managers that are looking over your portfolio don't spend that much time as you think that they would on your websites. And so you really have to like catch their attention um, as quick as possible. And so I think really like sharpening up your visual design of your website and then within like your case studies, having all sort of like the final mocks and everything at the top, like immediately visible is, would be like super helpful and like sort of just showcasing the level of skill and work that you have. And then beyond that, I think there's like tons of resources out there that go into like the nitty gritty details. Personally, these days, I think visual design catches the eyes of recruiters. Yeah, I definitely agree that there's so many different forms of what a portfolio or deck looks like, but finding your unique style and not resorting to cookie cutter templates are kind of like the way to go that I've taken on during the recruiting. 
Another follow-up question on that is, what can you do to make yourself more prepared for product design interviews? Is there a timeline when you apply to these jobs? And what do a typical interview process look like? And what aspect of the design interview should you prepare for the most? It sort of varies with companies, but the general structure these days, having maybe like an initial recruiter screen. And so this would just be you talking to the recruiter about like your past experiences. And then uh, the next stage, usually portfolio screens. And so you would be presenting to like the hiring manager one or two case studies. And then optionally, usually you might do uh, sort of like a whiteboarding exercise uh, with another designer just so that they can see sort of like how you work in real time. I think that's a general structure. There might be some design exercises and challenges thrown in here and there. Other than that, uh, the best thing you can really do is to practice your like portfolio kind of presentation. That's sort of where I think the designers pay the most attention because they want to see sort of like the past work that you've done. Like the underrated uh, kind of aspect of that is how you present your work. You're going to be presenting like your past work to uh, the hiring manager and possibly other designers on the team. And that's all your skills, your hard skills and as well your soft skills and uh, being able to like carefully like articulate your thought process and as well sort of all the problems that you might have encountered along the way and like convincing them like in the end why your final design was the best for that specific use case at that specific time. What they're really looking for is someone that can really hold their own in these presentations and be able to sort of know their product inside out and then answer sort of any other questions that people might have on like, why didn't you do this? Or did you think about that? Really, I found personally the best way to get good at that is really just like practice. And so I would recommend if you can do a lot of like mock interviews with other designers. And then if you can't, um, I think it's also great to just do mock interviews with like your friends who aren't even in design. As cliche as it is to say, if you can like sort of explain your entire thought process and your entire sort of like case study to someone that isn't super well-versed in design, then like someone who is will be able to like get it immediately. I think the biggest thing is just like practice and like refining that pitch. Yeah, 100%. That's definitely a good strategy for people in product design. And I think in, even in interview preps in general, it's so good to just practice casing as well. So I wanted to ask you if you had any other advice for people recruiting for product design internships outside of focusing on the interview and where should they look for opportunities? How should they approach networking? Mm -hmm. It's a lot different these days. <laughs> Just like even within a year, it's gotten really <laughs> insane in terms of like the level of competition out there. The number one thing is just to apply to as many as you can, I think. And it is really like a numbers game, uh, like I said earlier, where if it's like your first internship that you're looking for, it's going to be super hard because people are doubting you based on like your resume. They see that you have no work experience. And the way that I sort of used to find them and I still kind of use it, I think for me has been uh, actually just like LinkedIn and having sort of like a safe search of like product design interns in a specific area and just apply to all those that you can. And then like good to have job board resources. I think I used to use interns.design that TK made, but I'm not sure if that's too active these days. <laughs> yeah, that was like really great back in the day when he was like actively working on it. I think there was like so many. I think I even got like Coinbase through that one and like Square as well. <laughs> yeah, me too. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. Other than that, some other like, I guess, uh, well-known ones would be like 
VC job boards. And so there are like really great uh, VCs out there that sort of try and create these really great internship programs for their portfolio companies. So like the big one would be like the KP Fellowship. There's like Greylock Tech Fair every year. That one's also really great. There's like a whole lot of companies in that one where you can like meet them and it's like a whole process. But I think those are like really great in finding like startups and as well just like really early like larger companies and then being able to like have great conversations with them. Other than that, I think Google is your best friend beyond that or just like just Googling like product design internships. Even just like usually these days, I think if you can find software engineering internships for a specific company, there's like a 50-50 chance. I would say that there would also be like a product design internship. And so you can just work like with your sweet friends, I guess, with your <laughs> friends to create a list for that. And then networking. I think everyone has like a different approach to this where it just really depends on like the type of person you are. For me personally, I used to reach out a lot to like just cold emailing and like DMing people on like LinkedIn, Twitter, really designers at like companies that I really admire. And you'd be surprised like how often they would actually respond to you. And so I think for me, it's like 25% of the time they were open to like responding and having chats on like, since you're relatively new, if you're relatively new to the space, I think everyone's really open to like welcoming you and not gatekeeping it, teaching you like the ropes and like teaching you like talking about like what it's really like designing at a large company and them giving you advice. And I think I did a lot of sort of like mock interviews through that. Like you could also reach out to recruiters at like companies that you want. I think that really only helps you get through like the recruiter screen if that's what you care about. I think if you want to like learn more about design and like get better at it, I think your best bet really is to like reach out to designers and sort of like have conversations with them see if they're open to uh, doing like mock interviews with you and things like that. Yeah, those are such helpful advice for people currently recruiting. And I guess I wanted to wrap our interview up with the last question. And that is, what are you excited about your new job and starting full time out of school? Yeah, um, I think for me personally, it would just be the level of kind of responsibility that you get where within an internship you're like so self-contained right you are within this four months your team is uh, strictly so and so but I'm really excited to like start full-time and sort of get that responsibility where there still are like training wheels but not as much and it's really up to you to sort of then really drive forward like the projects that you're on and I'm just really excited about like the level of responsibility that I can get and sort of like the impact that I can make and as well, super excited, I think uh, everyone these days is about like the future of like Web3, crypto and all of that. And then Coinbase being a large leader in all of that. I'm so excited for you, Daniel. And I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen. Um, definitely think that's going to be a great experience. Thank you so much for coming on Product Brunch today. We had a really great time learning about product design as well as your career in tech and kind of your views on product design overall. So thank you, Daniel. Thanks, Daniel. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. This was great.